Welcome back to Nintendo Switchcraft, everyone. It has been roughly 530-something days since the last Nintendo Direct, and we just had a Nintendo Direct uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I would say for waiting 530-something days, it's probably a little disappointing what we got from the Nintendo Direct, but... I mean, you have to remember that a Nintendo Direct is just one way that Nintendo gives us information. Other ways that they give us information are the minis and the micros and all the other Nintendo Directs that they share information with us, but for some reason they decide not to call it a Nintendo Direct. This particular Direct was about 50 minutes long. I did a live stream of it. If you want to watch the whole thing, uh, head on over to my YouTube channel if you're listening to this on the podcast feed. Uh, nerdnest.tv and there is the full um, as I probably streamed for about an hour and a half a little bit before and a little bit after let's talk about the things that Nintendo actually unveiled in this Nintendo Direct but before we do I want to talk about the things that Nintendo didn't talk about in this Nintendo Direct and that's Breath of the Wild 2 that's the one thing that I was really hoping to have information on um now, they, they did specify that uh, they were focusing on things that are coming out in the first half of 2021. So maybe they decided that they didn't want to share that information. What if they hold on to that information about Breath of the Wild 2 until June, when they would normally do E3 stuff, whatever that's going to look like this year for Nintendo? It probably won't look all that much different. E3 for Nintendo in 2021 will probably look a lot like E3 from past Nintendo uh, fr- from past years because they've been doing the digital thing at E3 for a while anyway. So I don't anticipate that that would be wildly different for us. Uh, however, that does mean that the people in the games press won't be able to go to E3 and try uh, whatever game that they're showing off. That being said, I was really disappointed that we didn't get to have um, you know, Breath of the Wild 2 information, especially since they brought it, like they showed, they, they put E.G. Onuma right in the in the video, and he's like, hey, I bet you expected to uh, hear me talk about Breath of the Wild 2. Well, that's not happening today. Um, I think it would have been better just not to have him there, uh, although there's a really good reason for him to be there. Let's talk about what that reason is. Uh, Nintendo is bringing a Skyward Sword HD to the Nintendo Switch. Now, I was predicting, uh, predicting is a strong word. I was hoping that they would do uh, Zelda Collection, kind of like they did for the Mario Collection. If you look at the Mario Collection, you know, we had Super Mario 64, we had Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy 1. You know, three games in one for 60 bucks, And I honestly, I think that that's a really good deal. I, I, I honestly do think that that's a good deal. I was hoping that they would do something similar. You know, we've got five 3D Zelda games to really choose from. We've got uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, both of which had been recently, I'm going to say recently in air quotes here, uh, both of which had been recently uh, updated for the 3DS. Uh, But then there's also Wind Waker, which was recently updated for the Wii U. We had Wind Waker HD there. And then Twilight Princess, which was recently updated for Twilight Princess HD on the Wii U. 
And then finally, Skyward Sword is the only one that has not had the HDification uh, that the other ones have enjoyed. So I guess it makes sense that Skyward Sword HD comes out. Uh, let's talk about Skyward Sword real quick. Here's what they have to say about it. Originally released in 2011 for the Wii system and depicting the earliest story in the series timeline as well as the creation of the Master Sword itself, the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword game now arrives on Nintendo Switch with smoother and more intuitive controls in addition to improved frame rate and graphics. And at this point, I will say graphics look really good for, uh, for Skyward Sword HD. Uh, let's see what else they have to say here. Um, in this enhanced version of the game, running at a smooth 60 frames per second, you can choose to play using motion control with two Joy-Con controllers in a similar way to the original, or use the newly added button-only controls to play the game with a Nintendo Switch Pro Controller in handheld mode or using a Nintendo Switch Lite system. And then they go on to talk about the themed controllers, which look really cool. I'm not really interested in buying more Joy-Cons until the ones that I have currently break because of Joy-Con drift. Thanks, Nintendo. Um, let, let's talk about this real quick. First off, I am incredibly happy that they are using uh, like full-on button controls if you don't want to do um, the, the waggle where you, you know, use the shield with your uh, left Joy-Con and the sword with your right Joy-Con and you wave your arms around to fight things. I had fun with that on the Wii. It wasn't quite what it needed to be. Now, I will say this. The, the motion controls on the Switch have always been superior to the Wii, uh, even though we don't have that sensor bar. And because of that, I, I'll obviously try this in, um, in waggle mode, as I like to call it, and, and see how it works. But my guess is I'll probably end up playing this game mostly on my Pro Controller, because most of the time my Nintendo Switch is docked anyway, but I'll probably play it on my Pro Controller. How does that work? Well, you use the right stick. Now, will I play it that way? It depends on how well it works. So, you know, if you want to swing your sword down, you flick the right stick down. You want to swing it to the left, flick it left, and so on. Um, it's It's... Because the game came out on the Wii, and because we know that it's not really super accurate on the Wii, I bet that there's a lot of uh, assistance that is happening behind the scenes to help you hit those right marks. So I think it'll probably be pretty playable on buttons, and I'm I'm looking forward to trying it like that. If they did not give us a way to play it with without waggle mode, I probably would have passed on it. Even though it looks really good, and even though I really like this game, I think Skyward Sword is a very, very fun game, um, I I still would have passed on it if we didn't have a way to play where I can sit back in the in, on the couch and just hit buttons on the controller. Because that's honestly, for me, that's the more fun way to play. All right, let's move on, and we'll talk about Smash Online. Um, they, they, this is what they actually opened with is, uh, the new character or characters that are coming to smash online. It's a little disingenuous for me to say characters because it's two characters in one. It's Pyra and Mithra. If you've never played Xenoblade Chronicles 2, first of all, it is a wonderful 
JRPG. It's absolutely fantastic, and it's amazing on the Switch. Uh, you should definitely pick up Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and play the hell out of that game. Uh, the Two of the main characters, well, one of the main characters in that game can toggle between two states, basically. There's the Pyrus state, uh, and then there's the Mithras state. And uh, they both have slightly different abilities, and so that's why they are bringing in this two-in-one character. And then even, uh, so in in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you have blades and you have drivers. Uh, the driver is Rex. Rex is the person who is controlling Pyra slash Mithra with his uh, sword, uh, essentially. And so he also kind of comes with the package, but basically just as part of an animation to an attack. It's really about Mithra and Pyra. Now, the cool thing about this is that you are switching back and forth between the two characters, kind of like you used to do with Sheik and Zelda. If you go back far enough, um, Sheik and Zelda were were one character at some point in uh, in Smash uh, in playing uh, Smash. So I, I think that this is the kind of thing where they're 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 like saying let's let's tackle that kind of character again because they separated them. Uh, at some point in the past, I can't remember when, and now they're going to make a character where it has two modes to it. Another character that kind of has modes uh, is another Xenoblade character, and that would be Shulk. Shulk has different modes as well, where you can uh, use his different moves to either give him a speed boost or make him jump higher or make him do more damage, that kind of thing. Uh, am I going to pick up Pyra and Mithra for Smash Ultimate? No. Because what I know exactly what will happen is I'll play as that character for a little bit, and then I'll just go back to playing as Pac-Man. Pac-Man is my jam on uh, Smash Brothers, so I'm going to keep playing as Pac-Man on Smash Brothers. Although I haven't played Smash Brothers in a while, so maybe I should get back to that. Okay, um, let, let's move on, and we'll talk about one. Th this was a big surprise. I don't think people were really expecting it, although... The fact that the Switch has been around for like four-ish years at this point, um, I cannot believe it took this long for this game to come out on Switch, and that is Mario Golf Super Rush. Uh, it's a Mario Golf game. If for me, that's all that I needed to know. I will definitely be picking this game up. Uh, that one comes out on June 25th. You can pick that one up now. By the way, going back real quick, Ju July uh, 16th for Skyward Sword uh, and Mithra and Pyra. Uh, we don't have their exact release date yet. Uh, but Mario Golf Super Rush. It's Mario Golf. That's all I needed to know. I'm going to buy this game. I love Mario Golf. I cannot believe that it took them this long to bring a Mario Golf game to the Nintendo Switch. Now... Earlier, I said, I'm not interested in the waggle. I just want to sit down on the couch and play. That is completely different when it comes to a golf game. I loved playing Wii Sports, and playing golf on Wii Sports was incredibly fun. And they have finally given us Mario Golf, and it's got the waggle control. So you can get out the Joy-Con, you got your backswing, you got your foreswing. This is going to be incredibly fun. I'm very much looking forward to this. They also have another mode in uh, Mario Golf Super Rush where it's multiplayer 
and everybody's playing at the same time. So like you don't take turns to hit the ball, you hit the ball and then you run like literally your characters are racing to get to the ball, to, to the ball that they hit and hit it into the hole. I'm very interested in how this will play, especially online. Uh, no word yet on whether or not this is using the old uh, version of the Nintendo's online infrastructure or the new version of Nintendo's online infrastructure that's coming with Monster Hunter Rise. But Mario Golf Super Rush looks super fun, and I can't wait for it. Uh, another game that I'm very interested in, I have not played the demo yet because I've been I've been playing a whole bunch of Final Fantasy XIV on my PC, as well as Valheim on uh, GeForce Now. And uh, so I have not sat down to play the demo for this, but this is Project Triangle Strategy. They say it's a working title. I don't believe that it's a working title. And the reason why I don't believe that it's a working title is because when you look at Project Octopath Traveler, uh, that ended. That was a working title, and then they just took Project off of it and called it Octopath Traveler. Uh, this one is called Triangle Strategy, uh, so I assume that that's what we're going to end up calling it. In this game that continues Square Enix's celebrated legacy of tactical RPGs, battles take place on terrain with different elevations. A character's attack range is determined by their location and their equipped weapon, so it is imperative to survey the battlefield before acting. Additionally, the decisions made will affect how the story unfolds and which characters will join your cause. Project Triangle Strategy launches exclusively on Nintendo Switch in 2022, and there is a free demo that you can already play right now. So this kind of takes place, I believe, in the Octopath Traveler universe. It definitely uses that art style, which is like this... Uh, 2.5D HD um, retro style with modern lighting. It looks gorgeous, uh, but it is a, tri uh, a strategy game or a tactical strategy game. And I would, I would say similar to games like um, Disgaea or um, Final Fantasy Tactics, like those games, which like people are always talking about how great those games are. And now we've got Project Triangle Strategy uh, coming out um, in 2022. It's a long way off, but I want to commend Square Enix for uh, the way that they're doing their demos lately. Is they will they they'll they'll announce a game, they'll put out a playable demo, and then they'll say, "Please give us feedback on that demo." And then they will adjust the game based on that. We already saw that with Octopath Traveler. They made a lot of changes to that game based on the demo and the people and the feedback that people had given. And then they did the same thing with Bravely Default 2. The first demo came out, people played it, they made some complaints, Square Enix made some changes, and that game's coming out in short order. Uh, it was also in the Nintendo Direct, but I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, so Project Triangle Strategy, I'm very much looking forward to that game. I think it looks really good. Uh, Star Wars Hunters is a free-to-play third-person um, competitive shooter uh, from Zynga, which usually they make like mobile games. So this is their, I believe this is their first foray into uh, games like on the Nintendo Switch. I could be wrong about that. If I am and you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment below to tell me why I'm so wrong and uh, how terrible I am. 
Uh, but Star Wars Hunters, we don't know much about it. My guess is it will be very, very microtransaction heavy. Heavy, as long as the microtransactions don't um, affect gameplay in any way. As long as it's just like cosmetic stuff, then I'm all for it. I like microtransactions like that. However, I will say that I'm not a fan of like how. Uh, Fortnite does their microtransactions where it is all cosmetic and it doesn't affect gameplay, but at the same time, they kind of try and prey on people's impulse buy stuff by saying this is only available for like the next three hours or something. I, I'm fine with limited time stuff, but you know, a few hours of, of availability, that's ridiculous. And people, people just jump right in on those deals, deals, huh? <laughs> Look at that. Uh, on those sales opportunities, I guess, uh, way too easily. Uh, so hopefully Star Wars Hunters does not do that stuff. Then we had Metopia. Um, when I first saw this, I from, from the graphics and stuff, I thought, oh, look at this. This is... They're, they're finally bringing Street Pass. There was like these, all these Street Pass games that were on the 3DS where if you took your 3DS with you when you went places, it had like, it would communicate with other 3DSs that happened to be by. And so you would have your me, and there was all of this data stored on your me. And then if you passed close by my 3DS, my me and your me would go over and trade information. And then when you got to, you know, the next time you open up your 3DS, you would have a notification that said, uh, you've got this many me's that you ran into, and now you can get, like, puzzle pieces or use them in a quick little mini game, which was really, really cool if you lived in a big city. Uh, if you live in a rural community like I do, the only way to get it would be to go to Best Buy. So anytime that we had gone to the mall, I would make sure to just grab my 3DS on my way out the door and carry it in my pocket um, so that when you hit Best Buy, it would grab a bunch of data that was like on their servers there. Uh, I thought that this was kind of a cool idea, and I was excited that they were bringing it back, even though it wouldn't really be super beneficial to me as I live in the middle of nowhere. But that's not what this is. Metopia, uh, they say, embark on a hilarious adventure with friends, family, or anyone you choose to bring down the face-stealing Dark Lord in Metopia, a customizable adventure for Nintendo Switch. Create and customize me characters of anyone you'd like and cast them in a fantasy adventure of a lifetime with expanded customization in Metopia, including wigs, blah, 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 blah. Uh, basically, it's like this weird little RPG that's coming out on May 21st. It's not Street Pass, even though that's what it looked like when I first saw it. Uh, all right, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is coming to the Nintendo Switch. I don't really care. Um, I I feel like everybody... Well, okay. There were people in the live chat that were like, look at this, a dead game. Just because a game is not super popular on Twitch doesn't mean that it's dead. My guess is you can probably still easily uh, fire up Fall Guys and play a match uh, with other people. Um, I think that that's cool that it's coming to the Switch, but I don't think that it's something that I'm going to pick up. However as a game that is relatively popular, coming to a platform like the Nintendo Switch, I think could be very, very good for that game. Uh, all right. 
Real quick, uh, a couple of quick mentions, and then we'll get to the the big one that came at the end. We got Plants vs. Zombies, Battle for the Neighborhood, Complete Edition. We've got uh, Samurai Warriors 5. I don't know why I have three fingers up because I was only up two. There we go. Samurai Warriors 5. Um, I love the Warriors games. I played both Hyrule Warriors. I played Fire Emblem Warriors. I will be playing Samurai Warriors 5. It looks fan, uh, really, really fun. There is DLC coming for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, speaking of the Warriors games. Uh, and finally, um, they uh, talked about No More Heroes 3 a little bit. None of that is really, I mean, none of that. I'm not really interested in in uh, No More Heroes 3, but some of the other stuff I find very interesting. All right. Uh, obviously, there were a bunch of other announcements, but I'm not going to go through all of those. I want to focus on one last thing, and that is Splatoon 3. I don't know how I feel about Splatoon 3. Uh, obviously, they didn't show us very much. We really don't know what we're seeing with Splatoon 3. Um, when I first saw it, my my first reaction was, okay, if they're making another Splatoon game, it needs to be very different than Splatoon 2. Like If you look at Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2, I don't know. Uh, I mean, look. Splatoon 2 is incredibly fun, and I'm happy that I bought it, and I have a lot of hours in that game, and I had a lot of fun playing that game. Same with Splatoon 1. I don't regret buying Splatoon 2, but that's because we were going from an old system to a new system, and it made sense to, to have to buy it again. Although, you know, backwards compatibility is becoming more and more, um, what's the word, commonplace. You know, you look at the Xbox, they have their system... Um, PlayStation, not quite as, as uh, liberal with the with the backwards compatibility stuff as Xbox is, but they did, they also do support some uh, backwards compatibility as well. And N Nintendo didn't have backwards compatibility between the Wii U and the Switch. Obviously, you know, discs versus cartridges. Uh, how's that going to work? But they could have done it digitally. You know, they could have just put Splatoon 1 on the Nintendo Switch digitally and said, if you had it on the Wii U, then you can have it on the Nintendo Switch. But they didn't do that. They upgraded to 2, uh, gave it a new single-player story, but that's really not what people... I mean, all right, maybe maybe you play Splatoon 2 for the, for the story, but I think that you're in the minority uh, big time. So did they really earn having an, another, a new number at the end of Splatoon 2. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, but then again, I still have a, had a lot of fun with that game. We're talking about the Nintendo Switch. And it's still on the Nintendo Switch. We're not going to a new system. So for them to go from Splatoon 2 to, to, to Splatoon 3, I feel like they better do something to earn that 3 after the name. And it better not be... Uh, like the single-player story. They need to have some new modes in there. They need to change some things up based on criticisms that people have had. They need to make it easier to play with your friends. Uh, in Splatoon 2, it was always kind of a hassle to try and play with your friends. You ended up uh, having to do these ridiculous extra, like, um, I can't remember the exact ways that you went about playing with your friends, but it was not easy. It wasn't just, I'm going to make a group and we can queue up. It didn't work that way. It was it was kind of a pain. And even and even if you did make a group and you queued up, like sometimes 
your friends would be on the other team, which is that's not as fun as working together. So I, I don't know. Uh, they definitely need to address some of those kinds of concerns. I really want to have some new modes. And I want, like, there. everybody in chat was saying Splatoon Battle Royale. Like, that That right there, in my opinion, it, it, adding a Battle Royale mode to Splatoon would justify having a three. But if it's just more four-on-four stuff then is it really, like, does it justify it other than to just get me to open my wallet again? I don't know. And my biggest worry about this is that it's going to bifurcate the the audience, the game, the, the base players for multiplayer. Some people will be playing Splatoon 2. Some people will be playing Splatoon 3. That will make it more difficult to get a match unless... Unless Nintendo does what Blizzard has said that they're doing with Overwatch, where Splatoon 3, I'm sorry, where Overwatch 2 is just the story stuff and the single player stuff, and all of the multiplayer stuff is compatible with both games and comes to both games. So they don't actually separate the Splatoon 2 players from the Splatoon 3 players. Uh, when you're matching people up to play uh, uh, some multiplayer stuff. I think that's a very important thing. Look, the game isn't coming out for a while. You know, 2022 is when it's, uh, we don't know when in 2022, but sometime in 2022, Splatoon two, uh, 3 is coming. I really hope that Nintendo earns the 3, and I really hope that they don't split the player base because bifurcating the split the, the player base would be a huge mistake on Nintendo's part. And if past is precedent, it's very commonplace for Nintendo to make big mistakes when it comes to online multiplayer, but only time will tell. That's it for this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. If you want to check out um, the full reaction video, uh, make sure that you check out. There's a link in the description down below if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, which you can find over at nerdnest.tv. And uh, thank you very much for watching. Or if you're on listening to the podcast, thank you very much for listening. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.